Welcome to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. My name is Jenna Fox, and my approach to these conversations, it's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. My way of being in the world is really influenced by my identity as a queer mama, adoptee, and witch raised in fundamental Christianity, as well as professionally as I'm steeped in the world of academia, teaching human development college classes to young people. We're talking teenagers who dropped out of high school and my licensure as a mental health counselor with a strong background in crisis work. The tarot though, man, it feels like it's the bedrock, the story underneath all of these layers that I so closely identify with. And that's what I'm here for. The conversations that I have as an introvert on this journey, where I'm talking to you, where I'm talking to others, that's what I'm here for. Let's discover that bedrock. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of talking with Mandy of Tangled Fox Tarot. Mandy is a intuitive counselor of metaphysical healing through tarot readings with a sprinkle of Reiki for ultimate healing. She's a psychic medium for shorts. On her Facebook bio, she writes, ever since I can remember, I was different. I was seeing and hearing things, always afraid, getting feelings from people and knowing things I shouldn't have known. For the majority of my life, I had really struggled with my identity and sanity. All of those things never went away. They just turned into feelings that left me feeling scared and lost and alone. At the same time, I found that people gravitated to me for answers. No matter where I went, I was found and asked for help with lives and problems. The kicker is, is that in those moments with people in need, I was able to bypass all that fear and doubt, and my advice was just spot on most times. I developed a rep for telling it like it is. Some people loved it and other people feared me. I thought there might be something to it, but I had to find the self-confidence to look forward. Fast forward to my early 30s and three kids and a rocky life later, I was losing it. My entire world went from black and white to color in a day, and it was freaking me out. So much so that I ended up with a friend who was a fellow intuitive, and she just put it bluntly, Mandy, you're psychic, duh. I know you're psychic, why don't you? I was floored, but she's right. I shouldn't have been. I knew deep down I had spirits talking to me. I knew I had the tendency to read minds at awkward times. I could feel when I was just right. It was not my opinion, but it was just the truth of the universe helping through me. I just didn't have anyone ever validate or believe me that I went to this space where I doubted everything about myself. After that, there was a lot of self-reflection and finding out what I knew and testing myself. It hasn't always been comfortable, but this path I am on has been exciting and lively. I've never felt the passion I feel for this line of work. It calls to me every day. So I revived my love of tarot, and since then, I've been honing my craft. So without much further introduction, because I feel like that says so much, I want to just segue into the conversation. All right. Welcome to the podcast of Mandy of Tangled Fox Tarot. Hello. I am so (laughs) excited to talk to you. I mean, first of all, duh, Tangled Fox. I'm like, I had to have you on the podcast. 
<laughs> yes, um, I love I love it. That name was quite the journey to find. I think as all of our names are. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about Instagram handles and how they're um, almost like camp names. Yeah, um, and I was jealous of everyone who would go to camp and come home with these cool names. And I'm like, yeah, now I get to have that, you know, as an adult, and I get to have all the camp names I want because we can we can have 57 Instagrams if we wanted to. All the camp names. Well, right. so I'm from Portland, Oregon, and this is a place where people rename themselves constantly. Yes. So you run into a lot of rivers and oceans. And uh -huh. Yeah. So it's pretty funny because I'm like, huh, it's just like a virtual Portland, Oregon. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we opened up with location. We know where you're located in the world, yes. but like... Why don't we just take some time for you to share who you are? How, do, are you, tell us if you're from Portland and you've already, always been there, just sort of like anything that feels good to kind of share right now that you would want um, the listeners to know about you. Of course. Okay. So um, I was born and raised in Sparks, Nevada, which is right next to Reno. Mm. Um, very small town. Very, very like, very necessary to fit in. Yeah. And as a psychic who, a medium as well, which I didn't know as a child, I did not fit in at all. <laughs> um, and it was, it was, it was a good childhood, but it was rough. Just not, just not ever fitting in and not ever being capable of fitting in. I think a, a lot of us who, you know, um, are highly intuitive have the same story of just you know, creeping people out and just not ever fitting in, right? Do you have any like particular memories of the not fitting in that like just like just burned into your brain or your memory? Oh, I used to tell stories about ancestors, not ancestors, but a, a relatives that were alive that I had never met oh, yeah. from a really early age that were very accurate, but I would tell them like they had happened to me. And my mom, like, she she thought I was a liar, but she could never figure out how I knew how like the rea the reality of the situations. Yeah, and so that was that was hard growing up realizing that I I felt like people thought that I made things up a lot, mm -hmm. and I got called you know a liar or a a highly imaginative person. Um, and I just you know being told a lot that like my reality wasn't wasn't real. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, ta the talking about um, relatives was a big one. Yeah, that never happened to me, but I can, I can totally relate to that idea of like my reality wasn't being validated by the world around me. And so mm -hmm. you just kind of got to keep it hidden. Yeah. I mean, you learn to, to fit in the best way you can, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that I've become highly introverted, probably more so because of that than anything else. Mm -hmm. of just that I just find that I I like my time to myself and there is the piece of needing to recharge um which I think is also part of being you know somebody who is psychic and a medium of just constantly being barraged by um information and sensory overload and all that but yeah there's a lot of co um there's a lot of coping mechanisms that come out of that yeah. So when you were a kid, you were having all of this information kind of coming to you. Did you know that you were psychic or a medium or did you just like say kind of like whatever came to you and you didn't know that it was spirits or ghosts or ancestors or. 
No, I didn't. I didn't have anybody guiding me. Mm -hmm. And I think I look back how important that is, not only to validate children in their reality being real, whether or not we believe it's real, but more like finding somebody to guide your child if they're having an experience that's outside of your own. Yeah. And I didn't have that. And so I just kind of was always a scared of everything. Like up until my mid-20s, I mean, I remember being afraid of dark. So yeah. because there were things there that I didn't know what they were. And um, no, yeah, <laughs> to answer your question, sorry. No, I had no idea. I knew that I saw spirits and other like world worldly things. But like I said, you know, once you get into your like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, you just assume you're making it up because that's what you've been told. Right. Right. And then you're just like, then you kind of start to think you're crazy, I guess, is what happens for me. Totally, totally. And I think about that, like with my kids, like both of my kids have had experiences where they're either past lives or they're seeing ancestors or ghosts or some. Um, and I just, I'm, I so appreciate like my own experience that I'm able to validate their, their worldview and not even like validate it perfectly, but at least be able to hold space for that, that I'm hoping that maybe they won't grow up with the same sort of shame or feeling like they're crazy, like I did, or it sounds like you did, you know? Yeah, no, I think that is so important. And I see that a lot um, in this community is people are raising their kids with this sense of awareness that we just didn't have. I mean, I'm sure there were people, but I feel like this is a new generation of embracing past knowledge that we just kind of pretended wasn't there for a long time. And I'm super excited to see what it looks like for these kids to have grown up with their intuition rather than learning to like stuff it down and then having yeah. to refine it. Yeah, totally. And then how will they raise their kids? And then how can this just ripple down into, you know, future generations? Right. What does a world of highly intuitive people who just trust their instincts look like? Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. I know. I love thinking about that. Um, okay, so you're in a small town. You're kind of doing the the small town life, trying to fit in, but maybe like being a weird kid. <laughs> then what? Like, how did tarot into your life? Like, are are there other tools and things that you use or you gravitate toward? Yeah. So I was lucky, and even though my mom didn't validate my reality as far as like seeing things, she definitely recognized my um, propensity towards like magic and like spooky things. And she actually bought me my first tarot set. I think I was 15. And um, I think she probably did it as a way to get me to like channel some energy. Right. And it came with a little like, um, like a tapestry that had the Celtic cross, you know, layout and, um, it was my first introduction into using tarot specifically. And it really, it, it was, it was a pretty amazing because I definitely, I liked it. I felt like I was pretty good at it as far as um, being able to like tap into something that was, was not there um, visually. Um, I think that was probably the first time that I felt like I might be on a level above where um, like some of my friends were mm -hmm. like, I might just be on in a different realm sometimes. If right. that makes sense. Right. Was it the Rider weight deck or was it like another, another deck that you got? So that's so sad. I don't have 
anymore. And I don't know what deck it was. I, it was some, it was some like subscription of like a witchy subscription. So I'm sure it was their deck, but I, uh -huh. I would assume it was some sort of writer because that's, you know, the typical entry Classic. level. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I was thinking that the other day, I wish that I had it and then I wish I knew what it was because it was so special. Um, I wonder if your I wonder if your mom would remember. Like, I was know, she just like question. was she just like at a Barnes and Noble, or did she like go? You know, like how did she come across the deck? I'd be interesting <laughs> to know. Like, okay, you're gonna make. I'm gonna have to go track her down now. Feel like right. I need to know. Update. Mandy's mom said. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'll let you guys know. I'll put it okay. on my Instagram. <laughs> so you you get this deck, and you like start like playing around with the cards were you immediately just drawn to giving people readings your friends and stuff or did you kind of keep it more private to yourself no definitely more private I mean I think even up into like five years ago it was something that I kept to myself okay yeah so what changed five years ago where you're just uh. like and I'm gonna do this thing I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go professional or I'm gonna be out there a little more uh, I think it was the real knowledge that I was not crazy and that I was highly intuitive and just the acknowledging of my own reality. Mm -hmm. And that allowed me to have the confidence to share what I was getting with other people rather than feeling like I um, just had to hide it. So, I mean, that was the biggest thing for me. Were there like events or things that like sparked that like in you or was it just like you woke up one day and you're just like, I now know that I'm a psychic and this, <laughs> this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. I think that I always wished I was a psychic. Like okay. I always had that. I wish that was me. I wish that I was a witch. I wished that that. And then I, I had this, I think around when I turned 30, I just kind of had a breakdown mm -hmm. and was like, nothing is working out. I'm not. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like my life's just not making any sense. Um, and simultaneously, I think I was going through a major awakening where um, reality, my reality was getting more and more into the psychic realm of seeing more things, hearing mm -hmm. more things. And um, I actually <laughs> got introduced, introduced to the Dream Freedom Beauty, Dream Freedom Beauty podcast. Okay. And the, the very first episode is a woman telling her story of how she thought she was crazy and um, how she finally figured out that she was just, you know, highly intuitive or psychic. And her story was so similar to mine that I just, it just all clicked for me mm -hmm. in this way of, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. This is something that happens to other people. <laughs> and by, ha by allowing that information to, see to like seep in and just start accepting things that were, were happening and coming to me and paying attention to them rather than running from them, um, life just started to make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. things, um, the things I was seeing and was the information I was getting uh, was true and real and actually helpful to people. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just, just this weird path of like realizing that you're not crazy and then that just that acceptance of, um, okay, this is who I am. Let's run with it. And then that was just like this instant click. And it was just that, that, like that permission. I just needed to give myself that permission. And then it all, it all fell into place. 
Does that make sense? Totally. And, and, it, and it makes me think uh, about you saying around like mentors and kind of raising that next generation. It's like how much that woman's story impacted you knowing that you weren't alone, you know? And yeah, I think it's so important, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, you're not the you're not the first person who's told me that right around the 29, 30 year mark mm-hmm. that things like really, really shift. And I know there's the the Saturn return um that can be there for people. Um, but yeah, that there was just that kind of like major awakening for you. Yeah, I, I actually was gonna say, I think isn't that usually when we have our Saturn return? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> around twenty-nine, I think, yeah. is when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, I've noticed a lot of people at that age as well go through the same thing. So I'm like fascinated by psychic medium, um, you know, all the different clairs and I definitely would feel like I'm intuitive, but I don't see things in the same way. Like my son, my youngest, my toddler just, um, talked about seeing one of my ancestors and he sees it like with his eyes, you know? And so I'm curious, like, how does, how does the information come to you? Um, is it like all your senses, you know, do you have like a primary mode of knowing stuff? Um, okay. So I would say that is something that changes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think when I was little, I definitely just saw things with my, um, with my eyes. Does yeah. that make sense? Like uh-huh. they were really there. Yep. Um, and I heard things that were really there. And then as I got older, it started to be more, um, and I think this has a lot to do with like the repression, um, repressing things. Things were more in my head. So I would hear, would hear things, but I could tell that it wasn't actually a sound like in the world, right. it was just in my head. Or I would look in a room and like see a shadow, but in my head, I could see what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then as I started to accept what was going on and leaning into it, um, it's definitely starting to change more and more. I noticed um, we just moved into a new house. Okay. And it's full of shadow people, like <laughs> so many shadow people. And my son will point them out and he'll say, who, what is that? What is that shadow in the, over there? And I realized through some, some work and um, my own thought processes, those are spirits. Mm-hmm. So now, now I'm starting to see spirits more on the physical plane rather than just in my, um, in my head, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So I would say shadow people are definitely a normal vision that mm-hmm. a lot of psychics have. And I've heard spirits explained visually by many um, mediums as like brown shrouds or like black shrouds. And I think that that's how they tend to present in the physical world. Yeah, I think it's just different for everybody. I think that's mm-hmm. a really, that's something I learned as I was searching for mediums that were like me, that I, there was very few people that were seeing and feeling things the exact same that I, same way that I was. Right. Um, there's like a, a lo- unique sorry, blend. No, it's just like kind of like a unique blend of like using you specifically. Like it's not going to look the same necessarily for everybody. Right. Exactly. And I didn't realize this at first, but um, not all mediums communicate with spirits. Mm. A lot of mediums just see them. Um, I went to a few readings. And I was watching, you know, two or three mediums on the stage and they all had a completely different way 
of how they were getting their information. And um, I realized that being able to communicate was not something that all mediums were doing. Right. And that kind of put me even a more little bit of a panic <laughs> until I found somebody who was doing it that way and was able to help me and explain like, you know, this is what this means. This is how you do this. You have a lot more control than you think you do. Um, yeah, that's really interesting because I hadn't thought about that. Like, I know, I know I have a couple of friends who are like animal communicators. And so I know that not every psychic like can talk to animals um, or does talk to animals. But I hadn't thought about that, like that you could just sometimes see it and not be able to like interact with it. Well, they're just like people, yeah. right? So, um, I, and that's another learning curve, right? Is like, if they don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, I've had spirits in, in readings where I'm trying to get information because the client wants it. And they're just like, I mean, I can literally see them folding their arms across their chest uh -huh. and staring at me. You know, they're like, <laughs> I just wanted you to let them know that I was here. I'm not giving you anything or, right. um, you know, just kind of, it's just funny. Like once you realize that they're just people, you, you start to realize, oh, okay, <laughs> maybe they don't want to talk to me. Maybe they want to talk to somebody else or, um, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting realm that I, I would not claim to know everything about, but totally. <laughs> yeah, I no, still find it fascinating. I know that's one of the things I've been working with an ancestral healer and doing some ancestor work. And that's where my toddler saw, um, sees actually, he still sees, um, what I saw in my guided meditation, but he sees it with his eyes. Um, and it wasn't something that I told anybody about, you know, it was just, it was for myself. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? This idea of w connecting with ancestors or spirits or guides that it's like, it is that conversation and it's a relationship and you don't want to, I, for me, I'll speak. I don't want to just <laughs> come to them and be like, help me with this. Help me with this. When's auspicious time? It's like, oh, we're in a relationship. Like I got to treat you like a person because you are a person. <laughs> or a oh my gosh. I love that you said that. That's actually very true of a lot of, a lot of guides that I talk to in my work that are just like, could you please have this person like have a relationship with us. <laughs> I know, but it's so hard because it's like, okay, how do I, I'm not great at like social interactions with people. Let <laughs> I can kind of not see or like in my head or is it, is this real? And it's like, okay. Um, my toddler just was so straightforward though. He goes like, mommy, Peter wants juice. And so then we left juice out on the front porch for, oh, Peter. wow. I know because he's like, mommy, Peter's thirsty. He wants juice. And, um, so that was like a really great experience for me. It's like, I'm learning a lot of ancestral like reclamation or, you know, practices from somebody who isn't at all tainted by the culture. He's, he'll be three in February. So He's just like, he want, he's thirsty. And I'm like, cool, I can do that. Because otherwise I'm like, I don't know, do you want a candle? Should I light, like, what, <laughs> a car? Like, I don't know. He's like, mom, he's thirsty. <laughs> oh my God, I love that so much. That's so true though. Like that inner dialogue that we have um, of where we just don't trust like that first thought or we don't even hear it a lot of the times, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're just like, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. 
So you said it sounds like you're you've been seeking out other people that are kind of like like-minded or teachers mm -hmm. or mentors. Have you found like Portland seems to be like a really um, one of my best friends lives down there, like a really um, conducive community to exploring that. Have you found like your people or are you still kind of searching for that community? That is hard. I haven't come across a lot of mediums. That's something okay. that I'm struggling with. I feel like I come across a lot of psychics and um, I will say this about Portland and nobody hate me, but it, it's, it's oversaturated to the point where it's a little competitive. Uh huh. Um, sometimes it feels like it's hard to get people to share information without them wanting something from you, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of hard. Like I get the whole exchange of goods, you know, but it's hard to kind of create community sometimes. Right. Right. Um, there are a lot of spiritual communities here that I, I've tapped into that um, are just, you know, really highly intuitive people and like, I think we're all psychic to a degree for sure. But yeah, the medium part has been difficult. Um, it's something I find that lots of people just don't talk about or don't want to talk about or don't know how to talk about it. It's been, it's been rough. Like I kind of quit searching after a while, after I found one person. Cause I was just like, this is probably the best I'm going to do. And um, quite honestly, I do reach out quite a bit on Instagram if I'm having trouble. And that's where I've gotten the most answers is from people. Isn't that just like so beautiful about how, I mean, the internet has its, its flaws, but I feel like Instagram for me has been just this really, really wonderful way of like connecting with people that I wouldn't in my little suburban Seattle, like I just wouldn't come across these people with these answers. Oh, I highly agree. I, I agree. I'm not like the internet's hard sometimes, but um, especially Instagram, it's for, for this community. It's amazing mm -hmm. to be able to get answers, to be able to ask questions, to see what other people are up to. Like I just, I'm really thankful for it. Me too. I think for uh, those of us in this field, it's just, it's huge. Like you said, there's, you know, there's not like a bunch of a horde of witches just walking down the street. <laughs> fine. It's like, <laughs> we're going to have a new moon circle. Right. Right. I know. I think about that as far as like, I would love to expand doing tarot and just like in, in my community more than just like festivals that I do in the summertime. And it's that challenging of like, I know if I, if I put a sign on, you know, and I just walk out the street, I feel like, where is my community <laughs> online? I feel so protected and like understood. And yeah. if, you if you don't understand me, just keep scrolling, you know, you can find your community somewhere else. But yeah, to find, I love in-person stuff with people and, you know, so it's finding, finding those people in the flesh. In the flesh. I do go, I do do, I do do moon, moon circles. I will say okay. with some, with some women that are pretty magical and that that's probably my saving grace of keeps me, keeps me sane. Now how, okay. So you were in Nevada, small town mm -hmm. Nevada. How did you make it out all the way out to Oregon? I mean, it's not like East coast, but how'd you make it to Portland? Uh, let's see. My husband and I got married very young okay. <laughs> And we took off on a cross-country road trip to see where we wanted to live because we just did not fit in where we were at. And um, after pretty much traveling the whole country, we decided that Portland was it for us. And so that was like 15 years ago. We moved here and we've just been here ever since. It's just that. kind of our community, you know? Mm -hmm. And it is. It's a bubble within the, within the United States of America. It's a very 
special bubble. Um, it is, but I so enjoy, I enjoy visiting there. I feel like Portland's kind of like my second home, you know, up here in Seattle, it's so easy to go down and visit and it's, it's got a unique flair. I mean, it has its issues, of course, <laughs> but it's definitely somewhere that I feel like I gravitate towards as well. No, it's definitely high on the magical, um, what do I want to say, like vibrations. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I feel like you walk in and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. there's a lot of magic. And there is, yeah. there's a lot of magic here. Yep. And like probably a lot more openly than other places. Yes. Yes, I would say that in kind of, I seem like when I walk around, there's like different shops and different people doing things. And it just seems like I could do tarot reading, like at a coffee shop uh, and no one would bat an eye, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You could probably start juggling knives and like spewing fire at a coffee shop. And Pro <laughs> probably also true. Pretty sure I think I've been to a festival that was doing that. I was like, oh, yeah. I do remember being at something and I was like, am I really like <laughs> juggling and standing on like a balance beam? Like I thought I was just walking along the road. Like what's going on? <laughs> am I now in the circus? What? Portland is kind of like a festival all the time sometimes. Yes. It's pretty yes. fun. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk to you about like business side of stuff. Ooh, so you've okay. got like Tangled Fox Tarot. Like, is is it your main source of income? Is it side business? Like, yeah, just tell me everything. Uh, let's see. I run a I run a business with my husband. Um, he is a edible landscaper, so he makes edible landscapes. Oh, cool. Um, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of witchy in its own way. I mean, he's pretty witchy. Yeah. He's pretty witchy in his own. He's a Pisces. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and I help him run that. And then um, I, I'm getting my master's degree right now in uh, holistic nutrition. Ooh. I and love then, that. I know. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then the, yeah, it's, it's a, it's turning into my, my full-time business, mm -hmm. um, as much, I, maybe not full-time, part-time as much as I have time for it. Um, it definitely did. It just kind of started off as something for fun mm -hmm. and it's definitely taking off pretty quickly, Yeah, which I, 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 I knew that it would in the sense that I just kind of felt that, um, but it's exciting and I really enjoy the work and I love, I love working with the people. Like you said, like it's hard to, you know, walk around and um, talk about this stuff just, you know, on the regular. So doing it as a profession gives me that outlet. Yes. Yes. Right. Totally. <laughs> right. Um, like it makes it much more accessible because you're like, okay, now I have a real reason to talk about this instead of like, we're at a cocktail party and everyone's like small talk and you're like, your great aunt is hanging out. Can you, can you please talk about that? You know, like, right, or, right. I find with tarot, I like end up dropping just, oh, this is a ten of cups moment, and people are like, Jenna, shut it. Like, like <laughs> you're like, but no, it really is. But no, it is. <laughs> you should look at the the card. You would totally agree. Right. Um, yeah. No, it's it's pretty magical. Um, I, you know, tarot is for me, it's the organization of the, um, the spiritual input because it, it's so I overwhelming. Just, like, I need that on like a bumper sticker, a 
like you need to open an Etsy shop just for that quote just right that there. Quote. It is. Like bumper it stickers, is. patches, we're going to have a tagline, everything. That's amazing. It well, totally do you ever is. just sit down with somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. Well, I don't even know. <laughs> like everything in your life is coming to me. And then you lay the cards and you're like, oh, okay. Yep. I can relay this to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so nice to have that. Um, and like, I think like we were talking about before, when you're not raised to be in touch with your intuition, it, there's a large learning curve. I think no matter how old you are, it's still, it's still kind of a battle every time you start to deal with your intuition. You're like, oh, that's my intuition. And then you're like, oh no, but all of these other things. And tarot is just like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be able to see the pictures and it's, and it's tangible and it's outside of me, it just so helps to organize the story and, and bring up what needs to be brought up. Whereas, yeah, like I, I will like get information and then I will like discount it or my brain will start thinking. And I'm like, I mean, even with like my, with my kid, the, the ancestral healing session I had, it was so personally meaningful, but it was only like, it was a month later when he had that experience that I was like, oh, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't just like meditating, <laughs> you know, like right. even if I was meditating, it was great, but like it was real in a way that it's hard to explain to people. No, it's, it's almost impossible, right? Right. And I think that is probably the best part of doing tarot is the feedback and not to like feed the ego, but more to like, mm -hmm. reassure, like you're saying, reassure you yes. <laughs> that the world you're living in actually exists. I kind of think about it in that way of like, when you were talking about your younger self, it's like the tarot is kind of that gentle or sometimes not gentle, but just like <laughs> saying like, to your younger self, you are not crazy. You are seeing the story. Here is the story. Here it is. Just say it. Just say what you see. Um, it's so validating. Oh, I like how you said that. It's like healing. Yeah, right? Like we're it's going like, back and healing ourselves. Uh-huh. It's kind of yeah. like, re it's like reparenting, but the deck is like, my nice mom, you know? <laughs> is it? Is it your nice mom? <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> Today she feels nice, you know? <laughs> my tarot deck, I use the Wild Unknown, and Ooh, that deck mm. is, it is my favorite because I just, I, there's like, there's no um, mistaking the information coming through, but it is not gentle. <laughs> nope, nope. And like, it, it bitch, uh -huh. get your life together uh -huh. now. Yeah. Yeah, my really good friend, before before I launched professionally, she and I read together every month and she uses the wild unknown and it was like, it just cuts perfectly. It is just oh, yeah. so clear and beautiful. And I'm, I'm working with the pagan other worlds right now, which is like- Oh, I like that one. Oh, it's just so beautiful. That I saw, like, okay, I saw that on your Insta. I was wondering what that one was. Yeah. I, I like had seen it online, but I went to a tarot meetup and I picked it up in person and the way, like it's printed on linen, linen cardstock and it, what? yeah, yeah, it is amazing. It feels like little oil paintings in my hands. And I'm like, I have, I carry it with me everywhere. And I'm like, it's the box is going to fall apart. And I'm like, I love it so much. Oh, that is so special. I love that. Yeah. So Ooh, um, how does that feel on your hands? Sorry, oh, I have to know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's like amazing. It just, it's a slippery, but soft. And then, you know, the muted colors and mm -hmm. it just, it just hits this part of my soul where I'm like, oh, 
I just, I want to befriend all of you. You know, I'm like, <laughs> that is my number one advice for people when they're like, I have this deck and it's just not, it's like, you got to find the one that works for you, man. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you like the pictures or not. Like you have to pick the one that's like this one. It's me. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to vibe together. Now Tangled Fox Tarot. I have to ask, yeah. how did you come up with that name? Because you know, I love foxes. Clearly my last name is Fox. Right. <laughs> um, I was, I had, I had a name um, that had to do with crows Ooh, because of the psychic condemnation, con whatever, what's that word? Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Connotation. Anyway, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Three-year-old had me up really early. Um, <laughs> and it just, it was coming to me as a business name, but not for this business. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really, really struggling. And then I saw a fox in my mind running and like, getting tangled in this bramble and then like an ivy and then just like tumbling, 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 and then just like sitting up and like giving you that like, um, serious as fuck fox stare. Yeah. <laughs> and being like, what? Nothing's wrong here. <laughs> and I was just like, that's it. That's, right. that's what I want my tarot business to be like. It doesn't matter if like everything's wonky and crazy. Like I still know what's going on. I still yeah. have it together. Right. And that's, just what came through for me was like, it doesn't matter if it's tangly. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's just life, right? Mm -hmm. It's tangly. It's crazy. It's wonky. But like, you can still just have that look in your eyes of like, you didn't see anything. Everything's <laughs> fine. So oh, that was my that. image. That yeah. Was in my head. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, Okay, so I ask everybody this question because my my podcast is tarot focused, but it's also not, you know, it's mm -hmm. I want it to be bigger than that. So um, my question is around creative intuition and sort of how would you define that and where does creative intuition show up in your life? Mm, I think my definition of creative intuition would be when you just kind of let everything melt away and do what feels best. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess for an example, I, I, my kids are like what comes through when I think of where I use my creative intuition uh, in my parenting. Like I just feel like myself take this deep breath and like let all of the stories I've told myself, all of the um, expectations, all of everything kind of melt away. And then I just start to do what feels like I sh what feels like is needed. Mm -hmm. Is this making mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, <laughs> it is. As a fellow parent, I mean, I think that those are some of like the best parenting moments is when I can just like get rid of my programming and just kind of go into that flow. Yeah. And I, I think like as a parent, um, I think for me, that is just where all my creativity is not all of it, but most of it's going towards right now. I mean, like you have a three-year-old, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's just kind of so dominating that I find that the more I can allow my creativity to go into my parenting, the smoother my life runs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a lesson. I have a 10 and 11 year old <laughs> and a four year old. So that's a lesson that it took me a long time to learn. Um, but I definitely notice the difference between raising toddlers 10 years ago and raising a toddler now and, and being more in touch with my creative intuition, mm -hmm. how much happier and how much, um, I would say calmer and just like on path 
everything feel. Right. Well, it even reminds me when you're saying that of that fox, right? Of like going through those tangly moments and whatever, and then still being like, yep, whoop, here I am, right? <laughs> on the other side. Like, yeah, raising kids is just a, is a magical journey that has, my oldest is seven, so not quite 10 or 11, but still kind of, I feel like I'm just now sort of settling into what it feels like to be a parent in my body and not fighting against it. That is such good advice, actually. I'm going to make my bumper sticker and I want you to put that on yours. Wonderful. (laughs) How long it takes to settle into your body. Like how Mm -hmm. long it takes to get it used to being a parent. I mean, seven years. I wouldn't say that that's that's not a different, I wouldn't say that that's a different story for me. I would say that that's probably how long it took me as well. And it's not like we didn't have amazing moments before then, you know, but there is, there's just something different now where I'm not, I'm not fighting it as much. And it, you know, it kind of, it makes me think back to your story of like feeling like you were weird and not fitting in as a kid and all of that. It's, it's almost like that same sort of acceptance piece Mm -hmm. of like parenting as like part of me, just like intuition, just like all of these other aspects um, and claiming it and knowing it and feeling it. Yeah. And I, I think really what it is, is like, like you're talking about like claiming and knowing your intuition and to the, to the point where you're like, I don't care if my kid has shoes on, you yeah. know why? Cause he's a good person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just being so clear of what is important in your life and as a parent and what works for your kids to the point of where you just kind of like lose that sense of caring about fitting in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then trying to pass that message down to them, you know, and it's, I think that's hard, not that it wouldn't come from me, but that the world kind of still reinforces that there's a certain way to be a boy or there's a certain way to do this, or there's a certain way to do that. It's so hard. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, 400 books written on parenting, but none of them are fully accurate, right? Right. (laughs) Oh. Well, we've been chatting for a while now, and I'm just curious as we're kind of, you know, the airplane is descending into SeaTac Airport or PDX Airport. Um, What are sort of your final thoughts or things that we maybe didn't talk about that you just are feeling like they're coming up and you're like, oh, I really don't want to leave today without saying this. Well, I do have something that has just been like coming to me personally from the collective. Yeah. That has been (laughs) so strong. Um, I definitely have put it out on my Instagram, but I am feeling like when you're asking it, it's like, you need to talk about this Mm -hmm. Um, because it's the new moon today, right? Yes, it is. (laughs) And we're talking about intention setting. There's this uh, message that the collective has been, the spiritual collective has been, really trying to get through to us about um, throwing in in our intention setting this cycle of um, becoming more, sorry, it's a jumble. I'm trying to organize it. Just, I think, I think the biggest thing that comes through is staying in our own lane. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really being asked to like take care of business at home. You know, really we're being asked to dip into, I don't know, just ourselves, like house cleaning on our souls, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it just keeps coming up. So <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep telling everybody it when it comes. You, like, it is, it's so interesting that you would say that because I've been hearing um, eyes on your own paper and I'm an, inst- mm. I'm a, te- I'm a teacher, which it, it just, that sort of language it works for you so well for me, but it's like, <laughs> just 
keep your eyes on your own paper, work on your own paper. And I'm like, okay, got it. All right. Yeah. I love that it's coming to you too. Cause I mm-hmm. think it's really strong in this world where we're like, but they did this, but they did this. Like, yeah. If we can all just really focus on who we are and making sure we're, we're walking the path that we want to be walking, it's going to, it's going to be such a good change. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> hard because, you know, like going back to the internet and stuff and, mm. and how we see this community and it's amazing. And I feel like I get drawn in and I'm so excited. And then it's like, oh, but they're offering this or they're doing this or they're doing this. And it's like, yes, go back to that eyes on our own paper, mm-hmm. do my own work, be in my house, do my stuff with my kids and trust that it's unfolding in the way it needs to unfold. Yeah. And just ultimately like, is it working for you? Then why? Why fix it? Mm-hmm. If there's nothing broken, why fix it? If it's broken, please get in there. Right. Fix it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh. you know? I guess I would say, and that's coming up with that, what you're saying is like, um, I feel like I hear a lot of apologies from people that their life is going well. Mm. And they're like, oh, it's just everything that's been going well. But you know, it's not going to be like this forever. I know that. And you're just like, whoa. <laughs> you're okay to have a good life. Yeah. You know, you right. don't have to apologize to me about that. Like I'm, I think we should all be happy for each other. You know? Yeah. It's okay. Cel- right. Celebrate joy and experience joy. Even if yeah. it's life is difficult or other people are having difficult moments that it's okay that you're, you're feeling good and satisfied or. Yeah. In a good Eyes way. on your own paper, man. Eyes on your own paper, right? <laughs> I like that. We have three bumper stickers today. Yes, wonderful. Let's start it <laughs> because that's all I need. This is more projects. I was going to say, do you have do you have space in your life for more? I do, I do not. I have space in my. I'm like, my husband's always teasing me that I'm just like, he's like, really, you're going to start a new thing. You're going to do new, like I'm on winter break now, right? He's like, you have 14 podcast interviews lined up. <laughs> He's like, really? How was is, how is the sleeping in going? And I'm like, okay, fine. It's great. I love it. I love it so much. Hmm. Okay, Find your so passion, right? I do, right? And um, his is watching TV and football, and that's great. And mine is doing 47 things. There you go. So, At least okay. is he folding socks while he does that? He does. He does. Okay. He is the sock folding champion. Yep. Because with kids, I don't know how many socks we have and they're never paired. It's no, ridiculous. It's a nightmare. It is. <laughs> uh, there's probably one of my ancestors that's like stealing one of them. I don't know. It's probably like a... a you didn't give them juice. <laughs> they're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How can people find you on the internet um, and other places? I am mostly on Instagram, uh, Tango Fox Tarot. I have, if you want to book with me, I am on Simply Book Me um, at tangledfoxtarot.me. And let's see. And are your tarot readings uh, remote, virtual? Are they in person? How do you do that? If you are in the Portland area, we can totally meet in person. Um, I tend to do most of my uh, work over the phone or um, through Zoom or something like that, just because Mm -hmm. most people who are coming to me are not locally. Right. Local. And I personally, and I will just put this out there. I don't know how everybody feels about that. I actually prefer to, excuse me, I prefer readings and distance because mm-hmm. it gives me, like I said, it, it helps with the organization. Yeah. Being highly um, empathic can, can, it can really take a while to sift through what things are going through um, when you're right in front of somebody. And so I, I'll just say that for all the people who are worried about um, getting a distance reading, it can actually be more powerful. 
I love giving distance readings for that very reason. And I know some people really love um, like needing very specific information or specific questions ahead of time. And I mm-hmm. like, ge- I like general, I like just doing whatever kind of comes up because um, yeah, I like the writing and the, the remote. I like in person too, but you're, yeah, speaking, I'm you're speaking not against it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not against it, but it's definitely, um, I think, I think, personally it's it's just a stronger reading as mm-hmm. far as like the organization yeah it's just a little bit more clear but yeah I, I would say mostly on Instagram I'm pretty active there and you can get all my information on my profile page I love that and I will uh, make sure to put that in the show notes so people can um can connect up with you thank you all right well this has just been so fun I'm sure it's like the first conversation of many that we will have and if I'm ever in Portland which I happens like several times a year we should uh you know meet up in person I would love that Jenna all right Mandy get a little tarot group going yeah it was so good to talk to you and um thanks for being on the podcast Before I go, I just want to say that as I listened back to the episode with Mandy, that there was something that stuck out to me that should be addressed. And that is, I talk a lot um, about how much I really love Portland and I feel at home in the Portland area, Portland, Oregon. And I think it's really important to also acknowledge that Oregon and Portland specifically were founded on very racist policies, very, very racist policies. And I know that white supremacy um, kind of cuts through the core of all of our cities and all of our lives here in the U.S., um, as most of our cities were created and founded on colonizer principles. But it isn't lost on me that Portland is a place that I, as a queer, white, middle-class person, can feel so comfortable, can feel that sense of home, um, when people of color have been historically unwelcome in the area, and there's been so much gentrification that has happened Um, If you're not familiar with Portland's history and Oregon's history, I would encourage you to look it up um, because the policies that were there um, from the beginning were basically to create a white um, sanctuary away from Black people and other people of color. So it just didn't sit right with me while I, I hold the tensions inside myself that I really love this this place and this area um, and I enjoy visiting and I feel so at home and it feels like a place that I could live. I hold that tension also with the deeply, deeply racist history that also exists in this area and this part of the world. So I just thought that I should share that. Um, because as I left, it just felt a little squishy inside me, like, oh, I need to, I need to talk about all the aspects, right? And how I'm holding those. And I don't think I'm always holding them very well. So I really hope that you enjoyed uh, my conversation with Mandy. Um, she is just such a gem and I can't wait to hang out with her in person. Um, so definitely look her up on Instagram and book with her if you felt called to. Um, and then if you also are on the internet, just take a second um, and go to the iTunes app or whatever app that you use to listen to this um, podcast. And please give me a rating or a review. This is how people are starting to see the podcast because it's shared, it's posted about. Um, but reviews and ratings help other people when they're searching for things like this, um, it pop up. Otherwise, the results are sort of hidden. So thanks so much, you guys. And I can't wait to uh, talk to you next week.
Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.